Welcome to Pursuit Church Mornington Podcast with Pastor Brian Carden. The message you're about to hear will help you build your faith in Christ and grow in the knowledge of His will. Let's go right into the message. Now today, as we begin to hear the Word of God, I want you to receive this. Let's turn in your Bible this morning to Isaiah chapter 55. Isaiah chapter 55. I'm going to read a few passages of Scripture here today. Isaiah 55. Then we're going to go to Romans 12, and we're going to go to Hebrews 11. Thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither your ways, my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Praise God. Praise you, Lord. Now, the Bible says that his thoughts toward you are for good not of evil, to give you a hope and an exit, bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Verse 11, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. Let's read verse 11 again. So the Bible says, his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. They're a lot higher. It's like rain and snow that falls down from heaven, covers the earth, which causes the earth. If you'll receive it today, you're the soil in which the word of God is sown into. That seed that's in your spirit, that word that has been received by you. Today, let that word get sown in you. Let some of the word get watered in you. For as the rain, which is in the springtime, and the snow, which is in the wintertime, it covers the earth and it waters the seed that has been his thoughts that he purposed in Christ when he sent the word and he sowed him into this world, into our hearts. That word that has been sown by the covenant in which God has ordained even before the foundation of the world. Because I'm going to tell you something. He's messing up the devil's plans right now in your life. He's messing up the devil's plans that's on this earth today. The devil cannot win for there is a God of this world. And it's and let me just tell you something. The plans that and the seed of the word of God. Which one are you going to believe today? Which one are you going to embrace? Well, we can see. Let's see how we embrace the word of God. Let's see how we resist and challenge the things in which Satan has, has planned for your life. Are you going to receive the plans of you? And the Bible says that we know his traps, his plans, his schemes. Talking about Satan, even Jesus said that the plans and the schemes of the gates of hell shall not prevail against his church. Now, you can let the schemes and the plans of Satan prevail by your agreement with it, by your thought with it, by you watering that spirit man or it's connected to your soulish man. And if your soulish man is not where it needs to be, then you're going to find out that the fruit that you're going to bear is going to be corrupted or it's going to come out of your spirit man, believing in whom God says you are and what you see. And you're going to have to get it in your heart. Bible says in Romans chapter 12, are you there? Verse 1 says this, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, you present your body a living sacrifice, holy. I tell you, that is so important today. How are you presenting yourself before God? How do you present yourself before God? How do you present yourself before God? It tells us that we present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, 
which is a reasonable service. So how are you, how are you obtaining your body? Or is your soul and your body obtaining you? Are you walking into the spirit or out of the flesh? Well, the Bible says in verse 2, it says, be not conformed to this world. You know, the Bible tells us that we need to come out from this world. There is a God of this world, and it is the devil, uh, Lucifer, Satan. Uh, he is the God of this world. He's the God of this world. He's not a, the God of the kingdom of God. He's the God of this world. We have one Lord, and that Lord is Jesus, to those who are in the kingdom of his dear son. But you can't live in two kingdoms. You are in one kingdom on this planet. Yeah, you see other people in another kingdom, and they live by a different set of rules of God. You see that? So the key factor, the thing that you're going to learn today, one of the things that you're going to have to allow to get inside of you and get into your mind that, that you, you're going to have to take possession of your body and your soul. And you renew your mind. That means you're going to have to work on some things in your mind and the way you think and the way that you feel. What is your mind? It's your soul. Your mind is your soul. It's your will and your emotions. It is, it is the mind. It is the, the way, the reasoning and the way you think and, and how you, you connect your feelings to your thinking. Your emotions. Uh, the Bible says renew them. Renew them. Bring them under subjection. Present them before God as a living as his word. The Bible tells us that we need to renew our mind. What are we doing? We're renewing our mind according to the word of God. Why? Because the Bible says his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. But we need to think and renew the mind. So that doesn't mean that we need to stay with bad thinking. We need to get out stinking thinking out of our life. We need to get, that, to get those thoughts under subjection. The Bible says bring in your body into that place. Remember, thinking on the word of God. Thinking, that's why the Bible tells us to meditate on the word of God. So you meditate on the word of God. And we meditate upon those things. We meditate upon those promises. We're not based, it's not based on how you feel. It's not based on what you see. It's not based on uh, the emotion that is connected to certain things. No, it's based on the word of God. The word of God is what is greater. The word of God. We need to tell ourselves today, we, I have access into these promises. God is, is sending his word into my heart, into my family, into my marriage today, into my finances, into my body, in every aspect, in every area of my life. Do not settle as others might settle in certain places by just uh, feeling and, and getting a, 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 an idea uh, that, that this is as far as it's going to go. Uh, this is his fault. Let me just tell you something. You want to know why he acts up a whole lot? Because the church starts acting out a whole lot in the spirit. They begin to praise and rejoice in the glory of God. They begin to stand in faith. They begin to pray in the spirit. And they don't back off. They begin to rejoice in, in tribulation. They begin to uh, uh, just joy in God. Even in the times of struggle. And let me just tell you today. I think it's so important that you hear this. Your problem today is a bridge to your promise. So what does the Bible say in Hebrews chapter 11? Look in verse 1. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Glory to God. See, faith comes to us by hearing the word. Where God sent his word, faith's coming. Will you receive that today? What do we believe in? What do you believe? Well, I believe, but, okay. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence, the reality of the thing not seen. That's, that's in the sense realm. That's in the soulish realm. That's in the mind, the will, and the emotions. 
So faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not in the sense realm, the mind, the will, and the emotions. See, faith is a substance. Now faith is a substance. So the now the word of God that's been sent in your heart. See, God's sending his word. He's watering that word, that seed. What you know, what you've received, what you've believed upon is what you know. What you know is what you've believed upon and what you've received. Jacob, Isaac, Sarah says they obtained a good report. Verse 3, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Verse 3, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So the seed of the word of God is framing today, creating that which you've received, that which you believed upon, that which which has been sent, it's going to prosper. We renew our mind. We get in agreement with that which God has said. We begin to say it. We begin to think on it. We begin to think that's, that, that's the way it is. That's who it is. That's who we are. It's who you are. God sees for your finances. Can you see what God sees for your health? Can you see what God sees for your emotions and your mind? Or do you see what, what the doctor told you? Do you see what the scientist tells you? Do you hear and see what the doubters tell you? Well, it's impossible. That's just in your genetics. That's who you are. Well, if you don't challenge those things in your own mind and you don't begin to produce things out of the Spirit according to the Word of God, then you're going to, if you believe on those things, then you'll have whatever you, whatever you believe. You're either going to believe the report of the Lord or you're going to believe the report of this world. You're being conformed into that image or you're going to be transformed into the image by what you believe, by what you think on, by what you say. Glory to God. Glory to God. Do you hear that today? These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. You know, the Bible says they were persuaded and embraced and confessed. See, those are three areas you're going to have to learn to get a hold of when it comes to the promises of God and what God says and what he's done through and for us in Christ Jesus. I've got a word for you today. I'm about to give it to you, but I want, to just, I want you to just hear this again. You're going to have to be persuaded of them. How do you embrace them? You've got to get persuaded. How do you receive them? You're going to have to confess them. How do you enter into it? You confess it. How do you, how do you, how do you receive it? You embrace it. How do you embrace it? You've got to be persuaded. How do you embrace it? You're going to have to get persuaded. How are you going to receive it? You're going to have to confess it. How are you going to receive it? You're going to confess it. How you, how, you, how you going to uh, uh, embrace it? Well, you're going to have to be persuaded of it. So you're going to have to be persuaded to embrace. You're going to have to confess to receive. You see, this is the key. This is how faith works. This is how the promises of God manifest. This is how your healing is going to manifest quickly and speedily. This is how your marriage is going to get here. This is how you're going to transform into the person that God has called you and ordained you to be. This is how your finances are going to uh, come to pass. This is how your business is going to grow. This is how your marriage is going to get healed. This is how your children's going to go in their life and follow God and serve God and their children and their children after them. Why? Because somebody's going to get, him, get persuaded. They're going to embrace it and they're going to confess it. Glory to God. Is that going to be you today? 
Do you receive it right now? Can you hear the word of God? This is how the people of old did it. This is how the elders have did it. This is how God did it. This is how the word of God teaches us, uh, taught us and shown us. And the Bible says that he sealed it by his own blood. To function, I want you to hear it. You ready? To function in the blessing of the abundance of grace, you must prosper in your soul. And remember, I read out of Romans chapter 12, according to the seed of the word of God out of Isaiah 55. I'm going to say it again. To function in the blessing of the abundance of grace, you must prosper in your soul. By renewing your soul, mind, will, and emotions. By renewing your soul or your mind of the truth. By renewing your soul, that the renewing of your soul is going to take some action on your part. I said this uh, in the first, se- first session. Uh, you have to be a participant. You have to be a willing participant. Remember, it's the willing and obedient that eat the good of the lamb. The Bible says eats of the promises of God, that eats the whole lamb, that receives the things that God says. That begins to see what God says come to pass in their life. Glory to God, I'm getting real happy on the inside right now. Woo! Glory to God. So important today. So important that you begin to receive. You're going to have to confess it. You're going to have to get persuaded of it. Oh, but. Yeah, well, you're going to have to get the butt out of the way. You're going to have to get that out. You're going to have to remove some things out of your mind. You're going to have to confront some thoughts that you're thinking. You're going to have to confront some of your emotions that you live in. And don't settle in them. Don't say, well, that's me. That's who I am. That's where I'm going to be. You have to do the confronting. Nobody else is going to change you. He's already given you the ability to change in Christ because he's already changed you. You have to receive that change. You have to uh, grow in that change by confronting those areas in your life. Well, you just got to accept me for who I am. Well, glory to God. God accepts you, but he wants to change you. You're being changed. You're you're being transformed or you're being conformed. There's no middle ground. There's no gray area. You either settle or you move forward. We have to be people who are pioneers in this world. We're strangers and pilgrims. Glory to God, not settlers. We're people who see what God sees. And we enter into it. We move into it. In this life and in the life to come. We're moving forward in the things of God. Glory to God. Can you hear that today? To function in the blessing of the abundance of grace which God has given to us in Christ. Which is a, which is, which there's a whole lot in that. Because grace is everything that you have need of. Because the Bible says that we can come boldly before the throne of grace. Obtain mercy. Praise God for his mercy. Again, by renewing your soul with the truth of the promises of God. By filling your conscience, your will, your emotion, desire, imagination. By filling your conscience, your will, your emotion, desire, and imagination. With hunger and thirst of spiritual fulfillment. On a daily basis. Every day. This is the day. Every day. I'm going to say it again. To function in the blessing of the abundance of grace, you must prosper in your soul. By renewing your soul with the truth of the promises of God. By filling your conscience, 
your will, your emotions, desire and imagination with hunger and thirst of spiritual fulfillment on a daily, on a daily basis. You see, you begin to discipline your thoughts, your will, your desires. You discipline your thoughts, your will, and your desires, yielding yourself to the truth of God's word, God's kingdom, his principles, his word and kingdom. They go hand in hand. God's given his word to his kingdom, to his people, to the citizens of his household. And the Bible says by doing so, when we are persuaded, we embrace and we confess these things. This is how you begin to receive. These are the principles in which cause you to tap into these promises. These are how you function. These are the principles that will cause you to tap into these promises. The promises of God are synonymous with faith. The promises of God are synonymous with faith. Faith is the word of God you have believed and it becomes a substance of the hope that it get into your heart and as you renew your mind, it'll get into your mind and your thoughts and you'll be transformed into that. You'll see your life. This is his thoughts, his, boy, his ways. We need to go to truth, not opinion. Everybody's got an opinion. Kind of like armpits. You know what that's like, right? But the truth is the aroma of heaven. It is the very spirit and life of God. And there is a truth. Not a bunch of opinion. And the truth of God are connected to his promises. And those promises are synonymous with faith. And faith is the word of God. And when you have believed that word you've re and receive it, it becomes a substance. And it gives the total entitled deed and is evidence of that which you're hoping for is already come to pass even before you see it. But you will see it and it will come to pass. Glory to God because you believed and you received and it is the word of God and it will prosper in the thing wherein he sent it. Glory to God. God watches over his word to perform it. He is not a man that he should lie. And it will come to pass no matter what's going on in this world, no matter what this spoken to them and said to them and they saw them. Even afar off, they even saw and kind of experienced a little bit, but they saw themselves because it did not renew their mind according to who God said they were. Even when they were in Egypt for over 400 years saying they were the children of the Most High God, they knew this, but they did not have it in them. They knew it, but it wasn't in them. The Bible says they did not mix it in their heart with faith in them that heard it. They didn't believe upon it and then begin to transform their mind and begin to see what God says about them because the word of God in you will quicken your mortal body and it'll make you alive and it'll heal you and it'll deliver you and it'll set you free for it is the truth that you know Jesus said that will make you free. Are you being, is your finances free today? Is your health free today? Is you, are you free from the bondage of your past and your emotions? Are you free from those things that the devil says that who you are genetically and all of those other things? I've got good news for you today. 
If you have received the engrafted word into your spirit, I'm telling you, it's greater than anything that's ever happened in your past from your family line all the way back to Adam. Remember, the Bible says that he's talking about it, you're thinking about it, you're combing it, you're washing it, you're taking it for walks. Are you hearing me right now? You're having a couple with it all the time? But you want God to change it. He says, I've already changed it. Will you believe me? Will you receive my word? Will let it, let it get into your spirit? Will you digest it? Will you become what I have said? Will you let me change you and transform you into that image? Glory to God. I believe today God's wanting to do some transformation in some people's finances into their life, into their mouth. But you're going to have to embrace it. But you've got to be persuaded of it to embrace it. And you're going to have to start confessing it. Because once you start confessing it, everything begins to change. Why? Because now you're just coming in agreement with God. And God, the Bible says, we know that the world's refrained by the word of God. That everything that you do see was made of things that don't appear. That means his word came first before you begin to see it. His word's coming into you. If you'll receive it, you'll begin to see it. But if you sit there and go, but I'm just not seeing it. It's, it's, being, it's coming. It's happening. It's happening. But don't, don't disannul it. Don't, don't, don't destroy it because you look at the giant in the land and you look and you go into the promised land and you come back and you complain and you said, how, you know, I, God wants us to be facing these problems. And oh, I thought, I thought serving God just meant that God says something. Hey, I don't have to do any. It just kind of happens, you know? No, 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 no. You're going to have to go in and possess it. What are you possessing today? Are you possessing the problem? You're possessing the promise. The problem is just the bridge for the promise. Your faith takes you across the bridge into the promise. Your faith causes you to cross the Jordan. The faith gets you to the other side, but you're going to have to get to the other side. You're going to have to say, God, I receive that. I see that. I am not a grasshopper like my feelings is telling me, like my mama told me, like your great-grandpappy told you or whatever that the doctor told you, all of these kind of things, whatever you got in your head, you're going to have to renew your mind to the truth of the word of God so you can begin to see and experience the joy of the Lord, which is your strength, so you can begin to have what God says you can have. You're going to have to begin to go into that place and start killing your giants in your brain, in your mind, between your two ears. You're going to have to change the giant of your tongue and bridle your mouth and put a bridle over your tongue and begin to say what God says. Because the Bible says in the book of James, your tongue is set on fire from hell. It's either set fire from the word of God, from the Holy Spirit of God, which is greater in you. If you rely on it, if you'll say it instead of putting your tongue connected to your mind and to the conformity of this world and every bad report and everything you see, why don't you begin to say and pray and rejoice in what God says. Glory to God. How you like my introduction today? I pray that you're going to get this because I believe we're about to get into something really good. You're going to have to begin to say these things. This is what the Bible teaches us, each and every one of us. This is what we do as a believer. We know this truth, professing the truth. You know, the word of God is not subject to matter. Not even the thing that matters to you. When I say that, there's a lot of problems that you feel like really matter. But in reality, what's greater is the word of God. It might feel like things are coming against you, natural things, and, this, and, and you're like, man, it's soulish things coming against you. Do, does God care? Yes. Does he care about those things that concern you? You know it. You better believe it. He understands the difficulty you have because you live in your body, but 
He tells us to renew our mind. God's not going to renew it for you. God's not going to make you walk in love. He's not going to bridle your tongue for you. Now, he'll give you wisdom, and he'll give you more grace to help you, but you're going to have to ask him for it. You're going to have to go into that place, and you're going to have to ask him for it, and you're going to have to put it on there and not take it off whenever you start feeling a little pressure. You're going to have to put that bridle on, and you're going to have to to control that tongue and begin to say what God says. And you have to control your thoughts. Let it be a place of worship unto God. Because he sees those things. He hears those things. What's going on? To what God, uh, when you received the promise and the word of God. You see, Satan, he wants to convince you that what happened in your past, what you feel in your body, what you think in your mind, how you see things in your life, where where, what problems you face and all of these other difficulties in this thing. The thing is, he wants you to believe that rather than the promise of the word of God. So this is the challenge we have. Who are we going to believe? Are we going to believe God? Am we going to challenge those things? Are we going to resist those areas and be transformed? Or are we going to be conformed and settle and stay and camp in the wilderness? You know, it's so important today that we begin to recognize what we have. You know, God, the Bible says, calls those things that be not as though they were. How do you see yourself today? I want us to look real quick in Hebrews chapter 9. I'm going to go real quick. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 22. The Bible says, And almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without the shedding of blood is no remission. The Bible says, Without the shedding of blood is no remission. Hebrews 9, 22. Now, quickly turn with me, if you will. Hold that thought. Underline, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. Look in Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. Verse 20. Speaking of Jesus. And having made peace through the blood of his cross by him... To reconcile all things unto himself by him. And I say whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. And you that were sometime alienated enemies in your mind by wicked works. Yet now hath he reconciled. In the body of his flesh the death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. If... You see that? We like the other part. But 23 starts with an if. You continue in the faith. Grounded, settled, don't be moved away from the hope of the word that you're hearing, of the gospel, the promise of truth, which you've heard, which is preached to every creature, which is under heaven, wherefore I, Paul, am made a minister. You see that? I want you to think about something for a moment. Bible tells us that in verse 20 says that we have peace through God through the, through the blood. Now, the Bible teaches us that this remission, as we saw a while ago out of Hebrews, that that remission comes from the blood, what God did in the blood. You know, I don't think we know enough about the, the power of the blood of Jesus Christ and what he's done for us. 
I think we need, to, we need to understand this. I think we need to understand it more. You know, one of the things that I understand, because I have seen people that go through various things at times, and I've prayed for many women before. I've seen some great miracles, people being healed from cancer, people being healed from all types of diseases and physical ailments and other things of that nature, and spiritual things when it comes to deliverance and it comes to salvation. Glory to God, the greatest thing of all, the greatest deliverance of all, where we enter into the promises of God, where we enter into the family of God through salvation, which is in his blood, the forgiveness of sin. The Bible says, because we become born again. I tell you, let me just help you with this thought just for a moment. If we're going to call those things that be not, not as though they were, we need to know where we're standing from so we can begin to see how God says it so you can get in agreement with what God has said so you can begin to call what he calls truth in the reality of your life when you don't see it. You know what I mean by that? That means you need to have a firm foundation grounded and settled in who you are in him. Understanding you have been reconciled by the blood of Jesus Christ. Understanding that you are uh, unreprovable. You are, you are the Bible. Like, let me just read that again so I don't take it out of context. I'm going to go back to Colossians. I turned. But let me just read it again real quick. So that you can be unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. Because you're the body... Uh, in the body of the flesh through death to present you holy. Come on, you need to see yourself holy. Unblameable, unreprovable in his sight. That's because you've been born again. You know, I've heard of people, and I remember somebody telling me some years ago, they said, you know, pastor, I need you to pray for me. I said, okay, praise God. They said, I have, I've had cancer, and uh, this cancer has gone in remission. And I said, well, praise God. And, and, I, and I thought about it, and I've heard that term before. We see it in the Bible. But the term in the Bible is a bit different than what we normally relate to the word remission. This word remission, uh, in most common sense in the world, uh, is actually a temporary reduction of the severity of the disease or pain. That's what the word means, a temporary reduction. Because uh, actually what has happened in a person's body hasn't been a, a, it hasn't changed to the, to the depth that it should have. It's only a temporary reduction for some reason. But let me just say something to you. God didn't do a temporary reduction of who you were and who you are. The Bible says that in, 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 in 2 Corinthians 5.17, if you'll put that up there, let everybody read that. 2 Corinthians 5.17, it tells us, speaking of, whenever you've been born again, he's talking about when you receive the word of God into your heart. It says, if any man be in Christ, he is in what? A new creature, a new creation. Old things have passed away. That means they're dead, they're gone. And all things have become new. That's not a remission. That is a total change. You are not what you used to be. You are a new creature, a new creation. You are not what you used to be. You say, well, I think that's just a spiritual part. Let me help you with an understanding of what he's talking about when he talks about a blood remission. He's talking about a molecular remission. You can look this up. A molecular remission. A molecular remission is a complete remission with no evidence of the disease in the blood or bone marrow. It is the eradication of all bad cells. God didn't just do a temporary fix for you. No, he had to make a complete eradication of who you were. See, the old man, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, is done away with. He is dead. He is gone. He no longer exists. You are a new creation. 
That's at the molecular level. You want to know what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12? That the Word of God, speaking of the Word of God that I'm talking to you about today. The Word of God. That, that Word, the Bible says, is quicker. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. This is Hebrews 4, 12. It divides asunder the very spirit and soul. See, it'll go between your mind, your will, and your emotions. This is why you've got to renew your son to the very spirit and soul, joint and marrow. He's talking about the blood part of your body. He is talking about the effects of your body. And yeah, you can deny it or you can receive it. Either way, God's right. You can believe it or you can doubt it. Either way, God's right. You can either say that it'll work for you or it won't work for you. Either way, God's right. Now, let me just say this. What you don't believe, you won't receive. Or what you don't believe, you're not going to receive it. If you do believe it, you'll receive it. See, that's how this works. See, the Bible says the children of Israel, they didn't enter into the promises because they didn't receive it. They didn't receive it in the spirit. How far will you go with God? How far are you going to receive? Can you believe today? See, it doesn't take that much. It really just says, God, I just come in agreement. I believe you today. You see, that's what he's talking about when he's talking about a new creation, a new man. You see, the Bible says that that word of God changed you. It changed you on the blood level because it was blood. It was on his own blood. You know, the Bible tells us, and when you think about this on a molecular level, you know how they do that? They, take, they, they, they put their patient down, and they put blood up on a pole. And they, put that, they, they connect uh, this blood to the bag, and in the bag, and the blood flows down into the body, and it changes that person. Did you know that the blood source that that came from if that person committed a crime, the one that's receiving that change on the molecular level will, will have the evidence they can be convicted for the same crime. Now think about this. The Bible says we've been made joint heirs with Christ. we become the sons and daughters of God through the blood. I want you to think about that for a moment. I want you to think about what God has done for you. The evidence and the handwriting that was against you according to the ordinances has been done away with, nailed to the cross, to the pole, because of the blood. All evidence of your past, all evidence of the things that the devil says and who you are, what you are, what you was, all of these kind of things, is gone. He's eradicated everything that Satan did in your first birth. That's why Jesus said a man must be born again to enter into the kingdom of God. Today, where are you? Where are you right now? Will you receive the word of God? Can you receive the promises of God? You know, the Bible says in the book of Peter, chapter, 2 Peter, it says this. It says, chapter 1, it says, all the promises of God. Speaking of these great and precious promises, you know, they pertain to everything you have in life and for godliness. See, there's nothing left out. Not in for this life or in the life to come. Thank you for listening to today. If you are wanting more of these timely messages and teachings, go to our website at Pursuit Church Mornington to find all the other ways you can access Pursuit Church ministry and messages.